peace, truth, spirituality, healing, holistic health, aliens, ancient history, plant medicine, mysticism. If these words excite you, you're in the right place. Here, we seek to dig deep into all these topics and more. You, me and my guests together. Welcome to the Enlighten with Alex podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to this first podcast, the first Enlighten with Alex podcast with myself, Alex Stigian. Um, my guest today is Alex Hickman and he's the owner of Project Sovereign. He's a, a self-made property developer. Uh, he's creating lots of fantastic content at the moment and also proud to say a friend of mine. So welcome Alex to the podcast. Cheers mate. It's a pleasure to be your very first guest. Nice one. Um, he's left me here locked down in the UK and uh, he's in sunny Istanbul. I'm not now, to be fair. I'm, I'm in the uh, the south coast now. I'm in Fethiye, so I'm, 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 I am in Turkey, but I'm not in Istanbul anymore. Oh, okay. Did you just do a few days in Istanbul? Yeah, we just had a, had a week away. We had five, six nights in uh, in in the... I don't think it's the capital actually, but yeah, five six nights in Istanbul, and then uh, back to the back to our place in the the south coast. We just oh, missed no. the earthquake. You might have heard of it. There was an earthquake yeah. in Turkey. We just missed that. Okay, so it's timed, timed it well. Would you yeah. recommend Istanbul? Any good history? Loved it. Full of history. Absolutely full of it. Christian, Islam. Um, they're the two obviously biggest ones. But they've got. I'm quite a big uh, student of Sufism which is uh, the mystical branch of Islam. Okay. Uh, you know Rumi, the poet? Mm. Um, he, he was a Sufi. So, okay. Uh, yeah. And that, that's everywhere in Istanbul as well. You just need to know what you're looking for. Very interesting. I'll have mm. to go one day. Now, I've heard the architecture's pretty pretty nice there as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I love big big cities like that. And like one, one side of the river is Europe and the other side is Asia. So it's like yeah. conflicting cultures as well, which is great. Oh, okay. Sounds similar to Budapest. Whereas in Budapest, it's split in half. So you've got Buddha and Pest. Uh, one half's really historical, the Buddha side. And then Pest is like the modern city. And it's split by a river down the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's quite cool. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, firstly, do you want to introduce yourself and talk about your kind of life story? Yeah, uh... <clears throat> More than happy to, mate. I always get lost in my own stories a little bit uh, yeah. with regards to my history because when you do a lot of self-development work and everything, you, you realise that it's all just a big idea that you've created for yourself. It's not actually mm. real. Yeah. So when someone says, can you tell us your history? It's like, shit, I've got to go back to thinking about my, you know, what, what's gone on in my life as I've experienced it and whatever. But it, mm. essentially, I was uh, finished school, went straight into uh, professional sports, uh, 16 to 18 I played in the, the youth team of a, of a football club in, in the UK and then got a, a professional contract at the end of those two years won apprentice of the year and all that good stuff um, after 12 months of that I got released from that professional contract uh, and that started the journey of like self-development really so I went straight into business entrepreneurship started my own fitness company uh, personal training and that sort of thing um, I then helped out a company in, in Wolverhampton where we were 
manufacturing clothing. I've become salesman and everything, self-employed. And then from there, I ended up uh, uh, just continuing deep, deep self-development work. Very much so in the like more spirituality. So I was reading some of the like, the, the heavy scripture, really, like the um, without going down Christianity and everything. I read the Bible and everything. I was thinking, well, what? Why if I read this book, am I reading it completely different to the people who are in the Christian church who are so dogmatic? And I'm reading it with a completely different set of eyes. Mm. So I, I was started to read that and and the the Quran, the British, uh, the English translation of the Quran and and the. Uh, Torah, the Jewish books. I was just like, wow, there's a whole world here that I've never even looked at because I was so stuck in playing sports and just in the normal, you know, young, dumb and full of cum yeah. uh, aspect of my life, you know. And then you, <laughs> you sort of come out of that and uh, you've got the Bhagavad Gita, the Hindu books, and I was thinking, oh my God, the world's so different to what I thought it was. The reality is so different to what I thought it was. And then that's just sort of led me to where I am today. I've got a couple of different real estate companies. I buy and sell real estate. But predominantly, uh, that, that's nice money and everything, but predominantly I know what that is in, in the sense of uh, that's worldly riches that don't, that'll never fulfill the void that you're looking for. It's a tool to use to, to help with that, but, um, you know, it's never going to touch it. So, so, the, the personal development stuff, my project Sovereign, which is my main, which is what I would love to do, which is share information, write articles. I've just released a, a free online course about escaping wage slavery. That's what I love to do because that's where I know the fulfillment in people lies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, just going back to what you were saying, do you think the kind of uh, property stuff, the main benefit of that is that you've got the security and the platform financially to go on and do your own thing? It definitely helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the, the fundamental one is you know, safety and security. So uh, you can't do anything mm. in terms of expression and creation if you haven't got those, those security needs met. So I was very, very fortunate before falling into the, 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 the higher aspects of spirituality and stuff that I had those met. I never had to worry about it because I've got rental property where the rent comes in and I don't need to like go out working for 40 hours in order to satisfy that need you know yeah definitely well you say lucky but you obviously mastered uh, the property game and wealth from a very young age um and you have the back of that you created this course escaping wage slavery so you could tell everyone mm. a bit about that because i believe it's free and still available yeah yeah it's just got my website projectsovereign.org it's on there it's predominantly about the, the, the mindset and the psychology that we have to have in order to escape the limitations that the culture and ourselves uh, have put on onto us, which is to say the, uh, the, the, the psychological, neurological patterns we create is that I must work for money, and that isn't true. Mm. You need to create for money, but how is that creation showing up? It doesn't need to be being a carpenter as an example or being a plumber as an example that is a form of creation that's a form of service to the world mm -hmm. but you, you if, if you want to escape that need for somebody else paying you you need to shift what's going on in your mind and yeah. that's where that comes from because most people just go they're just there's loads of personal development companies and people just saying start a company or mm -hmm. start a, 
a digital marketing company or do something or buy real estate. But what they don't realize is that it's about the person, not what you're doing. Mm. What you're doing is secondary to who you are. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And also it comes from programming, which is set in from a very young age, from like society, uh, TV, school, isn't it? That you have to work yeah. for someone else for money. It's all about yeah, becoming yeah. like the best employee that you can rather than serving your own needs. Yeah, yeah. One of the, the first books I ever picked up, uh, one of them was um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. And that was that was just another book that I look at it now and I think this is very average, to be fair. There's a lot of flaws in this. But at the time, it was like, my God, I, this is a complete change from everything I've ever heard. And, and it, all it takes is one conversation or one book or one podcast or anything that completely shift people's reality. And that was just one of them for me was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, I did read that a couple of years back. I think that's a fantastic um, starting point, isn't it? Mm. For anyone watching. Because um, like you say, it kind of flips a lot of your beliefs about money on its head. And it, it's great that he's done it because he's part of kind of Millionaire's Club. And he made the book to try and help people, the everyday man, learn the yeah. tricks of the rich. And the... He did. He did. Mm. And he's done a great service to the world. He's... he's... He's a Trump fan, which is another conversation, but he's, he's a, quite a hardcore capitalist, but he's very, he's like a Buddhist as well. Um, yeah. When people go on his courses and whatever, Robert Kiyosaki teaches them how to, I think he uses the word laser their uh, like insecurities. He hires people to laser them. That's his phrase. Mm. So okay. he's very switched on as well. It ain't just to do with money. Okay. Yeah, I have to read a bit more into that. And I, I do like Robert, top guy. Um, what I wanted to ask, going back to your introduction, what is Project Sovereign for anyone interested? Project Sovereign come about because the amount of money I've spent on my own personal development runs into the six figures. And although the individual themselves has to do the work themselves, I don't know if there's any personal development companies that I'm aware of that go to the depth needed in order to actually allow human beings to, to essentially ascend consciousness, to transcend the levels of consciousness. You get the odd book here and there that can blow your mind. Uh, the odd person you can talk to, but there's no actual organisations and Project Sovereign's in its infancy. It's only been about five, six months. Mm. There's no organisations that I'm aware of in the personal development industry that actually goes deep enough to, to affect change. So that's where projects have been come from. So there's I write articles on there. Um, I've obviously, I've put the new courses, free stuff you can download, such as binaural beats for meditations and solfeggio frequencies and things like that. So that's what it's all about. It come from it, essentially sovereignty is is. Uh, the individual mastery like Christ consciousness within oneself and that is what I'm trying to bring about in people because I've touched it a few times myself I don't live in it I'm not an, an enlightened or anything but I've touched that space of uh, of real sovereignty and enlightenment and I've touched it for brief seconds and nothing is left you don't there's no more questions to be answered and there's no more worries about what god is or if god exists all the answers are done like that and then you come back into the world and that gets lost 
And I just, my, my mission in life right now, it might change in a couple of years or whatever, but my mission right now is to, to try and get to as many people as I can to just touch that for that brief moment in time or live in it or get, go as past me if possible. So that's what Project Sovereign's about. Nice one, yeah. And I think we need that more than ever right now. And obviously what I've noticed a lot of in the kind of life coaching scene and everything is people that haven't done anywhere near as much work as yourself or other people. They've just read one book, done one little course, and then they're kind of jumping on saying I'm this and that, I can help you, and they haven't actually achieved anything themselves. Um, so that's what I like about yourself. You've gone out, like you say, you've spent six figures on uh, personal development courses. You've done all your reading, you're into spirituality, and you kind of brought all that together. Uh, and obviously, you're self-made yourself, so you can't argue with that. Um, yeah. And I've, I've loved all your content on there, so I recommend everyone checking it out. I appreciate that. Thanks. And yeah, you've also got your podcast, haven't you? Yeah, Project Sovereign Podcast. I just uh, recorded one earlier, actually, with a with a good guy. I can't say his name yet because I haven't released it. But as soon as it's released, uh, if people in this arena will know who he is, he's quite a big name. Okay, exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. So we can talk a little bit about um, synchronicities and things like that, and mm. whether the universe sort of has your back. You know, it lays your path out for you. Because we were meant to do it about 10 days ago. And um, we both had storms. He, he lives in Bali, this guy. Um, yeah. And he had a big storm. And I had a storm. And the internet connection just wouldn't hold. So so we said, okay, leave it. And we'll, we'll, we'll rearrange. So we scheduled it for today. And fortunately, because of the election yesterday, it's worked out perfectly. Because we had such a good conversation about Trump and what, what his opinions are on that. And uh, yeah. whether the elections are rigged and everything. So that's just a, a, a another example of synchronicities that I see in my life and, and that play out. But essentially, yeah, the question that you asked about the podcast, uh, yeah, Project Sovereign podcast, check that out. I've had uh, Jordan Maxwell, David Whitehead, who, who's on Unslaved with Michael Tazarian, if you know those guys. Um, Jason Christoph. Jason Christoph a couple of times, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, man, I really enjoy And, and your good self. And Cassie, oh, yeah. the lady. So, so yeah, yeah. Me so and my, yeah, girlfriend. Enjoy Cass. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, talk about synchronicities. Mm. Let's go back to how we met. And I talk a bit about that. Um, so, I'd done an ayahuasca retreat, which was recommended via someone, uh, via yourself, through someone else. And then after it, we met up, didn't we, in a calf to mm. kind of discuss it. And, uh, yeah, became friends off the back of that. And that so, was ayahuasca, wasn't it? Yeah, ayahuasca. Mm. So what, what's your opinions on plant medicine, if you don't mind us going down that route a little bit? Uh, what's my opinions on plant medicine? Firstly, do you think that it should be illegal? No, because my political philosophy is more of a libertarian. In that in that context, I'm more of a libertarian, which is to say people have full liberty. They should be able to choose what they want to be putting in their bodies and what put out, you know, whatever they do with the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I don't think this should be illegal. Should I think this do? I think this should be regulated so that people don't harm themselves. I don't know. 
possibly just purely because most people aren't responsible adults the children in adult bodies mm. so I don't, I don't know that bit uh, i'm unsure i'm phi- philosophically don't know but plant medicines in general i think they should be legal yeah yeah and how do you think they should be taken because obviously some people you know they go for a piss up up amsterdam and have some mushrooms or yeah. have a muck about with the mates how would you recommend going about it if you did want to do that well that that comes from a lack of respect and a lack of knowledge because if you know if you knew what they were that you wouldn't do that mm. because if you if you see it it's more of a shaman type uh, reality to be honest is that uh, everything spirit yeah. so in calling spirits doesn't matter what it is and like if you anyone who's exp- you know uh, took ayahuasca or or anything similar to that peyote or anything they'll know that mushrooms yeah 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 they'll know that these things aren't to be messed with they'll know that they're spirits Mm. or a spirit resides within it that works with you now if i personally feel that you get called to things i don't think you should go out your way you should be called to them yeah if you're under the influence of anything else other than that one spirit i think it could be could be quite dangerous for people i don't recommend them to people if it gets brought up in a conversation, I'll talk about it, but I'll never yeah. actually come out with it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, responsible because I've had a few people that come on my meditation workshops. So asking a few questions. Yeah. Um, so if we could maybe, I don't know, make this a bit more basic for someone who's never tried anything before. Mm. Uh, what would you say? Firstly, should you do a lot of self work and what position should you be in before you decide to take them? And secondly, what are the benefits of taking psychedelics or plant medicine? Okay, let's break it down. So let's do the, so the benefits. Mm. Yeah. Uh, everything that you're suppressing in yourself. I'll talk about ayahuasca here generally, just because it's probably the most potent one mm-hmm. that I've experienced anyway. It, it, everything that you suppress comes up and you have to deal with it. You can't run from it anymore. Now, it's a deeply healing process. So if you don't want to heal, which most people don't, it's an unconscious thing. They'll want to be that victim because it feeds that I need to be loved. So it feeds that. So most people don't want to be healed. That's an important thing. Make sure you actually want a a process of wholeness before you go. Otherwise, don't bother. Is that the kind of self-sabotage mentality most people have deep within their unconscious yeah essentially that's the pattern that's running they don't want to grow they don't want to ascend because they're being fed where they are their ego loves it they don't know what it is but that's what's going on the wiring's just continuing the pattern so that's the benefit of ayahuasca or or deep potent psychedelics is that you that's what it is you're opening up your levels of consciousness and whatever's stuck in there whatever's rooted in there is going to come out good or bad just works both ways so kind of healing and knowing yourself on a much deeper level yeah yeah definitely and what was the other bit you asked something else um what kind of i don't know position or consciousness should you be in before taking them because obviously i don't know maybe you're an alcoholic or yeah. an everyday you kind of moods up and down or you're bipolar or something like what kind of 
position should you ideally be in before you go and do something so extreme, for lack of a better word, as mm. ayahuasca? Well, so- sober would be a good one. But, but in terms of like overall um, where you need to be in your headspace, you need to be willing to change or willing to, willing to experience the depth of your own psychology. Um, but in my opinion, if you've done some good self-development work previously, it helps as well because you can make sense of what's going on. Yeah. Because if you've never done anything in your life and then you go and do a three-day retreat in the jungle or whatever it is, of ayahuasca, your psychology will be fractured in some way. And if you mm-hmm. can't make sense of that fracture, it could lead to like psychosis or neurosis or something. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, it's not to be taken lightly at all, is it? No, no. Yeah, luckily I've been into kind of spirituality and self-development for a couple of years before I went and I felt really ready. Um, mm. But yeah, I think some people may be rushing a bit too soon. Yeah, I agree. But you, you need to be careful with stuff like this and treat it with the respect it deserves. Otherwise, she'll eat you alive. Yeah, yeah. That's what's great about doing it in a ceremony. You pay your respects to the medicine there. Yeah, yeah. And if if you want to do it in the natural surroundings, then get yourself down to South America. Um, it's on my it, bucket you know, list. Yeah, get out there, man, and do it if you need to do it. If not, if you cut, you know, if you're um, satisfied doing it locally, good for you. You know, there's no right or wrong in it. I just think it'll be a completely different experience, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, um, let's talk a bit about uh, eleven-part series decoding COVID nineteen. Obviously, mm. we did a lot of work together over the summer. Uh, so what do you make of the current shit show going on? And uh, we're just going to second lockdown today. So again, with the timings, it's very relevant at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 11-part series, as you mentioned there, that was just something we come up with sort of off the cuff, wasn't it? We just thought, yeah. let's put let's put it together and anything that anybody takes from it, it's done its job. You know, even if that people think it's a load of bollocks, you might get a load, you might get 100 people thinking, well, this is new information. And that, that's what it's all about. Um, but in terms of the, 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 the overall scenario, I just think it's an absolute shit show. Yeah. Absolute shit show. I don't think they know they have any idea of the science. I don't think they've got any idea of how to handle um, the lack of science, which is, they're saying it's based on the numbers, but I think what they're doing is putting the policy around fake numbers. The yeah. numbers are going to the policy, not the yeah. other way around. Um, they've got absolutely nothing, nothing at all to determine another lockdown in the UK. Well, yeah, countries that haven't locked down or haven't been any worse off than anyone else. No. So the fact that it doesn't work, that alone should make you question why are we, why are we doing it? Yeah. And uh, I said earlier, just before this call, didn't we, that um, they've extended furlough again for another three months. Mm. Yeah. That, if that doesn't show you what that it's it's being scripted here, there's a there's a plan to further it on. I mean, this could age very badly. This little short clip, but I doubt it will. I think you're going to be in the UK. We're going to be in and out, if not in entirely till March. Uh, they'll give you they'll give you Christmas because it'll be like, oh, we're good people. You can have Christmas. We're looking after you. And unfortunately, the the people who 
just buy into all this. They deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> deserve it. It's like the masks. If you if you want to wear a mask, crack on and wear a mask. But I'm not going to talk to you with a mask on. Yeah. There's no there's no conversation to be had. It's hard to hear what people are saying, is it? Well, oh, God, yeah. I can't, you can't hear a word. And then they end up pulling it down to talk anyway and then pulling it back up. Yeah, so they're touching it. Ah, it's so dumb, man. It's just, I've yeah. lost, I said it again before the call, I've lost all belief that, that like, the, the average person's rationality is in place. I think that the, the dream spell is full and truly working. Yeah, 100%. Unfortunately. So, yeah, personally... The only reason I kind of did the course is that I'm worried to kind of be able to look back and say at least I did something and I'm kind of bored of talking and hearing about it now. We did our 11 part series, hours of content on there. So if you're watching this, you haven't seen that, you want to see why we believe this. Like I say, there's actually hours of evidence and information we pulled Mm -hmm. together, which you can see on mine or Alex's channel. So check that out. Um, So yeah, let's move on to some... uh, some better topics. What have we got on my list? Okay, yeah. What do you make of the current situation from like a spiritual perspective, like a higher yeah. perspective? Yeah, yeah. So this is an important topic because if you look at it meta, M-E-T-A, which is to say everything, a complete whole holistic organism the human race the earth the universe what's happening is that we're going through like a we're going through like a an initiation into a spiral if you imagine a spiral we're moving up consciously and all this mess and all this uncertainty and and everything is that coming to the surface to be realized and to be made aware of so that that can happen. So if you study the, the Hindu yuga cycles, which is, they have the gold age, silver age, uh, bronze age and iron age, I think. And then it goes back up iron, bronze, silver, gold. Mm-hmm. We've gone through that iron at the, the bottom iron and we're coming back up according mm-hmm. to Hindu scripture, just shy of 26,000 years per cycle. So we're going towards a better age, would you say? Yeah, and and this needs to come up. It's like Donald Trump is the perfect example of capitalism. Mm. He's capitalism in a man. Yeah. You can't get no more than him. He's on stage now, orange. He literally radiates it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, is a cap, he is just a hardcore capitalist. But that's him. I'm not knocking him for that at all. That's he grew up in that era. If we were born then with that situation, we'd have probably done the same. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very money driven era, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly, man. That's where all the corruption that we're seeing now is the manifestation of it that is now. It's we're coming out of it since mm-hmm. the two thousand eight uh, uh financial mess that we're all in, the, the financial crash. And that we've never got out of that. All we've done is printed money. But Donald Trump is the manifestation of that era, in my opinion, now coming to an end. Yeah. So so deep picture, deep, deep, big picture, I'm thinking that we're ascending up a spiral. People call it dimensions and all this third dimension, fourth dimension. Most people don't know what they're on about, in all fairness, yeah. take it with a pinch of salt. But 
the ancient teachings tell us the same thing and that we're moving our, our way back up and everything's now coming to the surface to deal with in order to make that happen. If we don't deal with it, like a human being, it gets suppressed yeah. and then we become neurotic. Yeah. So you think it's kind of like, yeah, bringing all this shit to the surface, which you're going to work through to progress to this better yeah. age? I think so. And I think we're going to be looking at 20 years of it, maybe. This is a fart in the wind in the reality of time, right? I get my, my seatbelt on there. I know, Embrace it. It's all just experience. The good and bad that we're putting onto everything is just our own opinion. Yeah, it's, I think that's really important at the moment because it's easy just to wallow in self-pity like how, how bad the world is. I think it's a good time for people to take charge with their own well-being and mental health, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. You, no one else is going to do it. That's the... the, 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 the Bozzy isn't going to do it. No, God, no. The fundamental teaching of sovereignty is full responsibility for everything. Don't pass the book to, about nothing. Yeah. Not the wor- Anything that you can imagine is the worst of the worst of the worst to happen to a human being. Don't pass the book. Know that you've exp- you're the one experiencing this. You're the one that's signed up for this. Very difficult for people to grasp yeah. because they don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe that they've signed up for that. Mm. They want to pass it on to any but the government or if for a lack of, for a weaker, you know, the worst of the worst, let's pass that. But let, if you go for the government, the government's fault that I can't get a job. It's the economy's fault that I can't get a job. Well, okay, mm. but you've got no power then. You're lost. Yeah. yeah, so people are saying about the economy, but with all the money printing, there's actually more money in circulation now than there's ever been. Exactly right. You're never going to get any more. Well, you are. They're going to keep doing it and doing it until it becomes worthless. Yeah. That brings me on nice, actually, to the uh, the next topic I want to talk about. So over the last month, we've seen Bitcoin pump uh, 40%. Do you think that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are a great great way for us as a society to move away from the corrupt financial banking system and move towards a more uh, sovereign and free monetary system? It's a good question, man, because when you mention corruption there, yeah. money isn't corrupt. People corrupt things. Yeah. The human mind corrupts stuff, right? So could cryptocurrencies be corrupted? I believe so, yes. By people. Well. Well, so there we go. So like the central banking system... Excuse the wind if you can hear the wind. The central banking system was actually a step up from what we had, which was complete mayhem. There was recessions every couple of years before the central banking system. So they put that in place in, I think it was Holland, perhaps first, with the Rothschild dynasty, come to the UK, bled out to America, and essentially 1918, was it, or 1919, the Federal Reserve got signed into power, I think. And ever since then, it's created more wealth than ever seen before. So, yes, it's very, very corrupted. And, yes, it holds far too much power. But it was a, it was a step up from what we had. Now we're moving in 100 years later. We're now moving to the next phase. Is that going to not be corrupted? Can't guarantee that. Cryptocurrency is merely 
internet money, digital money, that's all it is. Now, if you go on a, a crypto exchange, there's probably thousands of the things now. Yeah. Yeah, there's Yeah. So, so they're not going to be around, most of them. There's only going to be two or three, maybe 10 tops that can actually change, that you can use as monetary exchange. And then do the, does Wall Street get hold of it? I know PayPal have just took Bitcoin on and a few other currencies. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. It's definitely the future. Crypto is definitely the future. Will I think it will be corrupted? I think human beings are involved. There'll be corruption. Yeah. I do think it's harder to corrupt there, just yeah. from what I've read about it, which is promising. But again, yeah. we're not going to know, really, are we, until the years go by. But one... Um, one argument I'd make, which I hear people say, oh, it's used a lot for criminal activity, for drug dealers and the rest of it. But then an article came out a few weeks ago, which wasn't really all over mainstream media, but a couple of papers covered it, that the uh, central banks were involved in laundering trillions of dirty money and corrupt money. So that kind of stuff happens on both sides, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. And uh, in the crypto space, if they can hide that in the in the... Uh, what's the word? Uh, internet sphere. Mm. Good for them, isn't it? Yeah. So it never gonna be, uh, it's going to need to be able to be tracked. So, like you and I, I know we, we invest. I invest in Monero. I don't know if you do. I think you do. Monero, yeah, which, a little bit. Yeah, which is like the one that can't be hacked. I think the, the, apparently the FBI or someone's hired people to try and hack it, and they can't hack it. Mm. If the government know that that can't be hacked, how are they going to clean money? They're going to clean money using Monero. Yeah, it's true. So, so it's like, is it our development? Yes, it can't be any other way. It is going to go to digital because everything's going digital. But is it going to make it better, more anti-fragile, which is to say it can't be broken? Don't know. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, but from an investment point of view, I think mm. in the last decade, it went up 200% per annum on average. And uh, we're heading into the current bull cycle. Yeah. How high do you think it can run, just out of interest? Uh, it, speculatively, I'm thinking Bitcoin could touch six figures. Yeah. In a few, in a few years or decades. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, if if you look at the compounding growth of it, even with its huge dips, which it does, I I can see it touching six figures. I can see some of the the, the smaller coins that are very good technically, but not very well known. You know, the ones that are like at five cents and six cents. Yeah, yeah. But, but the ones that are real, real good for quick money exchanges and whatever. Yeah. Uh, like the blockchain technology is better than all the others. Yeah. I can see those booming as well. So there's great investment potential. But what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for monetary gain? Or are you doing it for like, the world's going in and moving in a better place? Because Bitcoin ain't going to grow, in my opinion, to the percentages that those altcoins will grow. Yeah, if I'd agree with five that. Cent, if you're at five cents a coin and it goes up to $50, that's a huge increment. You know, what's that, 10, 10,000 times, something like that, is it? Yeah. Whereas like that. Bitcoin, you might tenfold it. 
So if you're looking at it for investment purposes, it might be altcoins worth looking at, but they're far more speculative. Yeah, that's why I've kind of diversified, kind of done about half in Bitcoin and another half as like a safe bet and another half on the more speculative ones. I think Ethereum's mm -hmm. launching their second version next month. So I think that's going to be pretty big for them. Yeah. Ethereum's uh, better than Bitcoin, technically, I think. Yeah, it can do a lot more. They say that, yeah, Bitcoin's, I can't remember the comparison, but they said Ethereum's like the internet because it can do so much. Yeah. It's just yeah. very vast. I, there's various coins to various different things. That's why I like Monero because yeah. I'm a big one for liberty and freedom. Um, and Monero, no one can track anything you're doing. And I don't think the government or anybody else for that matter should know what you're doing with your own money. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And all the taxes, which in my opinion are far too high. It gives people a, a chance to not pay as much tax. It depends what side of the fence you're on with that. Some people won't pay, you know, think paying more tax is better. Yeah. I don't. But... I'm, I'm all for giving money back into society, but I'd rather have the freedom of where I put that because I don't agree with, well, prime example, £12 billion on this circle app that we paid for. Like, fuck me. There's got to be a, joke. a better way of spending it than that. It's a Queen's company, that. Yeah, I heard that. I heard it was. Prince William and the royal family were involved in yep. it. That just sums up that whole game, doesn't it, really? It's a joke. And you know the friends would have got the contracts to create the app. Yeah. And you'd have had friends, and it's taxpayer. It's all mm. the taxpayer that will. Yeah, and then we'll get taxed more to pay back all these loans <laughs> to pay yep. it all back. I, I, th I do think, as I said, I think this is the end of, of capitalism as we knew it. And I'm a capitalist. I enjoy capitalism. I've made money from capitalism. Mm. But I do believe that we're seeing the end of it. I, I always say to people who, who I do a bit of coaching with, business coaching or, or personal coaching, because a lot of them have financial issues because it's all in your head. It's not actually the money in your bank. It's actually in your head. Mm. And uh, I say to them, I say, um, we're, we are at the end of what we know is capitalism. So don't get stuck in 1980, 1990. It's, it's time that's moved on now. We're now in a new age, a digital age, and you, yeah. we need to operate as such. Like yeah. the, the, the interest rates at the moment, for people who understand that, are at zero. An interest rate is a heartbeat of an economy. Mm. As soon as that's at zero, it's dead. There's nothing left. So what does it mean exactly? What, what is an interest rate for anyone who doesn't know? So, so the, each individual central bank, so the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, uh, the Federal Reserve, they'll have an interest rate, which is what um, other banks in the country can borrow money at. So they might be borrowing money at, they, I think the average is 6%, probably yeah. isn't now, but it was before all this. The average, the, interest, the average interest rate was 6%, so the other banks could borrow from the central bank at 6% on average. Yeah. Now it's borrowing money at 0.01% or something. So it's basically just having free money mm. to lend out to people to try and keep it going because it's mm. dead. There's nothing left. Yeah. Does that make sense? I tried to explain it as simple as I could. No, no, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it, the, so we're essentially the creating like a big bubble. Yeah, yeah there's, but, uh, but, but they'll lend this money... I'm paying for my mortgages. I'm paying two and a half, three percent. 
which is I feel is like stealing. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's so cheap. But if I don't pay that mortgage, what happens? I I get my house repossessed. They get a real asset with fake money. Mm. So they've let me fake money. I don't pay using that. I don't pay them using fake money, but they get a real asset off their fake money. Yeah. You've got to get deeper in that. It's all, to, it's all to do with trust law. That's so deep. That is essentially how trusts and uh, beneficiaries and um, settlers and things like that, you have to understand trust law. But essentially all that is how we enslave ourselves in the system. So when you get, you know, people who say freemen of the land, Mm. and I'm a freeman and I, I'm a sovereign being and they don't know what the word means that's why they never win yeah like I could put I could put people in touch I've got to be careful to say but I could put people in touch with a with a, a couple of people and they will get every single direct debit you've ever paid you'll get back really every single one guaranteed no way why is it is it unlawful yeah because they know the law they know that, that it won't get to court. Mortgages is a different matter, to be fair. It's, it's more complex, but it's doable, but it's just more complex. And the courts dig the heels in more with secured debt, which is mortgages, the security on the house, to unsecured debt, which is a credit card or a personal loan, which they don't secure the money against. They're easy because they, they, there's no recourse, really. They can just have the money back. Mm. Whereas with the house, if you stop paying your mortgage, you're going to have bailiffs and... Yeah. You know, knocks on the door and everything for your for your money. Not ideal, is it? <laughs> no, it's all trust agreements. You enter. We as soon as we're born, and your parents put their name on that birth certificate. You've essentially, and it sounds brutal, but your soul's been sold to the system. Mm. Uh, you've, you've, your soul's been turned into a piece of paper. You're on the you're on the stock market as a bond. Every single human. Yeah, I'd heard about that. Did you talk about it on Decoding COVID-19? I think it was episode five and we talked about banking. and. Yeah, but I don't think... I, actually, I think I did, actually, yeah. I think I did mention it, yeah. But it, that that is so deep. If you people want to listen to that, go and listen to um, people like Franco Collins on, on YouTube. He's an Australian guy. Um, you can just... you can. There's a book called Equities and Trusts, if you find that. Uh, very deep, but you'll learn a- about how we're completely and utterly enslaved. But once again, it's an, it, that's in the world. That's yeah. worldly stuff. You need to not go above the world, but rise above it to the degree that you, then you can go into it fearless. Sounds good. What was his name again? Uh, Franco Collins is the guy I mentioned for YouTube. I'm just going to jot that down. Franco Collins. Yeah, he's uh, an Australian guy. He's got a, an organisation called Eucadia. And which helps people. Thank you very much. And uh, just going back to the crypto thing, so I wanted to let everyone know before I forget, I'm going to do a little course, end of the month, just a presentation, explaining how cryptocurrency works um, and blockchain, talk about Bitcoin and the kind of history of it as an investment and how it all works. Uh, so look out for that if anyone's interested. So... Cool. what's next yeah what i wanted to ask you is what would be your top tips for looking after your well-being during the lockdown because this is putting a huge strain on people's mental health i think in august we had more suicides than covid deaths and that's with all the inflated figures which we talk about 
on the course. Yeah. So yeah. what would be your top tips for kind of developing and looking after your mental health in this time? Yeah, I think looking after your mental health is a big one, particularly if you've struggled with it in the past. Well, firstly, actually get rid of the belief that you've got mental health issues. That's one of the first things you can do because it's only an ideology once you've got, once you've been told you've got mental health problems, just try and park that a little bit. That's not to say forget about it, but just release the identity that you've got mental health issues. Yeah, I think that causes a lot of problems because they're kind of, someone says, oh, I've got this and this wrong with me and then they put a label on it, don't they? Exactly. All sorts of stuff like ADHD, etc. Yeah, exactly, man. And get a routine going. Get a routine going. Get a, don't lounge around in bed if you're a bloke predominantly. Don't play video games till fucking midday. Yeah. Well, we're meant to be physical, down. aren't we, men? Well, yeah, we're we're active, isn't we? We're, we're expressive, whereas women are more usually, as a rule, nurturing and you know caregivers, whereas the men go out and historically feed the family and whatever else so men don't lounge around that stands for everybody um try and create a routine what i do personally if if i were um hadn't done as much personal development work as i had done because i already know this step so i've already done it but it, i would on the first day which is today or tomorrow whenever this is released write down what you're looking to get out of life yeah. in general right now it might change in a year that's irrelevant right now write down what you want out of life what do you value the most out of life and then maybe buy a couple of books on that subject and just engage in it and make notes on the book and then really start to go deeper into yourself because that's how, essentially because mental health as you mentioned there is all mental health every single little bit is to do with a separation from wholeness that's it yeah. and it's very easy for me to sit here and say that but that's where it all stems from once you get that really get it not just intellectually listen i feel it yeah know it like know it. really embody it i mean and you come to me through psychedelics so it's easy for me to sit here and say it yeah so do you but, mean by that kind of like being disconnected from being part of this larger like connected universe for the lack of a better term god yeah not not realizing your true essence as a, as a human being which is to say god experiencing itself what do you mean by earth. god because some people might think you're talking about christian god like man in the no, sky. no 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 i know no. you're not but yeah absolutely no um this is where like the eastern traditions are, are, are much more in tune with reality than than the western traditions not all because there are some christian mystics who got it and buddhism's a good one for it as well but god is is everything it's, there's nothing it isn't yeah so once you that's where the separation comes in so if you separate yourself from the everythingness thinking that you're anything separate from it that's where all mental health issues are from. Cool. Yeah, well explained, well explained. Um, and I know you're a big fan of Paul Cech, who's obviously mm. like a master of holistic health. Yeah. Um, what would you say the main, the main beliefs he has 
and how they've helped you? Because you do a course with Project as well. Yeah, yeah, I've done Czech's uh, Holistic Health Mastery. Yeah. Um, that again, the first thing he says is find your dream. That's the first thing you said, and then and then move your life towards the dream. But in terms of physical health, um, laugh the crap, laugh the junk food, laugh the booze. Um, it's, it's not rocket science, is it? It's it true. really ain't rocket science, man. It's yeah. like coffee. I'm, I, I drink coffee, um, so I'm a bit, bit of a hypocrite. But coffee is the next smoking. Christoph mm. really, damage. really rips into coffee, doesn't he? Yeah, but Christoph's a checky check coach, yeah. or was, and he still is. So yeah, it's but but once again with all that stuff, do it gradual, do it gradual. If you're a hardcore coffee addict, go and buy some organic coffee. So spend what... a, spend a lot of money on organic coffee, for example, or cigarettes. If you smoke, buy some pure tobacco, yeah. expensive stuff, which will hurt you more financially, but it physically will be better for you. And by paying more money and the pain that's coming out, because you're paying more money, you're less likely to keep wanting to do it. Yeah, it's a good idea. What kind of neurological damage does coffee cause? Uh, as soon as it's drunk, uh, 50% less oxygen retention in your brain. Really? Mm. So that's yeah, the main cause, one. Because I worked in uh, the corporate world for a few years. I didn't mention this in my intro yesterday, should I do and um, made me miserable most of the time, the whole nine-to-five office environment. There you see people drinking a cup every hour, and then when they get home, they must just absolutely crash because they'll be like this all day, frantic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I dread to think what the come down is like once it stops. <laughs> yeah, it makes you, um, it, for weight loss as well, if you want to lose weight, body fat, uh, coffee is, is it keeps your body fat on as well. Because uh, what happens when you induce toxins into the human body is that it creates fat to store toxins. That's the only way it can deal with it. So it puts fat around the cells of the, the coffee, as it were, mm. using this example. Then you need to shed that then. So you shed that through fasting. That is the ideal way. Yeah, let's talk a bit about fasting. Actually, just to finish up on the coffee thing, I read an article recently. It said that it actually wasn't popular in the West about 100 years ago. And then it came over and people kind of got addicted to it. And they're finding that workers were way more productive um, from drinking it. And then they kind of pushed it in the media everywhere. Um, and yeah, just tried to get everyone drinking it, basically. That's just another product of capitalism in the sense of that type of capitalism. Because it's because people wanted more money, want more productivity. So that they'll do anything, including destroy themselves and destroy the planet in order to get profit. Yeah. And that's just another manifestation. Yeah, it's been a, an insane time, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. What was it just going to lead on to now? Uh, Sip coffee and then... I can't remember. I know, yeah. you get, I know where you're going. We mentioned something else about storing body fat... Uh, How is it? Fasting? Fasting. Fasting. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people think that not eating for a long period of time is really dangerous. I know when I've told people I'm fasting before, like, you shouldn't do that. You're going you're gonna to kill yourself. It's really bad for you. Um, so what would you say to people who 
think that about fasting. Firstly, kind of what is fasting and yeah, what are the benefits as well? Yeah, fasting is probably what you most people think about it, but there's very different ways of doing it. So you just don't eat, essentially. You don't consume yeah. food. If you look at nice a dog, for example, yes, it's, it's, not, it's not difficult. Once again, we can overcomplicate everything, can't we? It's, it's yeah. not. Uh, dogs and cats, if they're ill, they don't eat. You can't even shove it down the neck. There's a reason nature's doing that. Yeah, my uh, cat, my cat's had a few problems this year. She had a fight and she lost a tail. And I think she ate for about two days after that. Mm. That's just, this is what happens in nature. If something's ill, they don't eat. So human beings, particularly in the West, who eat crap most of the time, even the stuff that's healthy isn't healthy, you know, like probiotic yogurts and all that. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's just a lie. They're just lying to you. Yeah, so and, a video uh, recently, this guy who's going through health foods, like, who's yeah. showing the sugar content of a lot of them. Like, this mm. is not a health food. Yeah, it's a joke. But once you fast, and I'm talking real fasting here, you, if you're going to do a water fast, which is only water, you need to do really a minimum of 48 hours, really. If you can do a dry fast, which is no food or water, just try for 12 to 18 hours to begin with because most people have never done it. And what happens is the kidneys start to function for the fir- properly for the first time in a long time. So you'll have kidney problems. It's not a problem, a serious problem, but you'll, you'll feel pain in your back. Like a short-term issue. Yeah, and you can put like oil on there, certain oils and whatever to, 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 to help them function. But if you imagine, imagine the human body, the digestive system from the mouth to the, the back passage as uh, like a, a sewage system. Mm. And as you're putting stuff in, it needs to go back out. Anything that doesn't feed the cells. And, yeah. and uh, if you don't eat, if you stop eating, that gives the body the chance to stop flushing everything out. So what water does when you so when you do a three day water fast for example you drink that it, it, the water is is still uh, nourishing your cells right it's still going into your body but if you do a, a one day dry fast that's an equivalent to a three day water fast in terms of potency of ex, expulsion mm. so you fast to purify and this is why all the major religions have got it Christianity Jesus fasted for thirty days in the desert. And Islam, Muslims have Ramadan. Do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think it can help you spiritually? Yeah, without a doubt. But but the reason being is that it might, your emotions, because you're purifying your body and you're not just a physical body or you've got numerous, you've got five or six different bodies. I've got an article on my website about the different bodies that we have. You start purifying all of them. It's not just the one. Mm. So, so as you're purifying and purifying and purifying, and one of the bodies you have is the emotional body. I can't yeah. remember the Sanskrit term. But the emotional body starts going erratic. The chakras all move all out of balance. And then you have mad thoughts. Oh, mm. Where's all these thoughts coming from? I'm depressed. I'm anxious. And blah, 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 all that noise. So fasting spiritually, yeah, but once again, it's the same as the, same as the psychedelic. If you're not ready to deal with them, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've had really deep meditations whilst fasting. Um, yeah, that's why. It brings up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also you can do intermittent fasting, can't you, for someone who maybe just wants to try something a bit less extreme to start with. I think you just eat within a eight-hour time period every day. Yeah, but I don't, that's like a common one, that. 
Yeah. I don't buy that. Well, the eight-hour because to me, intermittent fasting is at least I don't know. I mean, I eat once a day as a rule of thumb. I might eat twice sometimes, but generally speaking, I eat once a day. Yeah. I might eat fifteen hundred calories tops once per day. Yeah. Um. So do you think whereas, we lied to about like how much food we eat, need to eat and how yeah. often we need to eat? Again, capitalism, yeah. isn't it? You can't sell not eating. No, you can't sell fasting. <laughs> you might be able to put a course together to, to, to help people and guide people through, which would be a great service to them. But you can't, as a big, massive organisation, you can't sell fresh air. Yeah. I'm sure they'll try their hardest to do it, but they can't. Yeah. It's like um, a lot of people believe the whole kind of starvation thing, a lot of that is kind of psychological because they think the body needs more. Yeah. Doesn't Not it? in all cases, obviously. Yeah, the body can last weeks without eating. Mm. Obviously, you'd lose a load of weight, but a lot of that's toxicity anyway, a lot of it's body fat. People say, oh, I'm going to lose a load of weight. Well, yeah, of course you will, you idiot. The reason that you're going to lose weight is because it's shedding what it doesn't need. Yeah. The reason that you don't shed a lung is because your body needs the lung. It's the only thing it sheds is because it needs to shed it, otherwise it wouldn't shed it. I like that analogy, actually. You know, you don't, you don't fast and you not, your dick falls off because you need it. It's like you're gonna, if you're going to lose 4% body fat in a week from not eating and only drinking water for two days out of that week or something, then you, you needed to lose the body fat, right? Otherwise you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. There's a natural intelligence within everything. And as soon as the human beings stop doing whatever they're doing, nature takes its toll. So when human beings stop eating or drinking or whatever they're consuming, if once they stop, nature then takes control again. Uh, the, one of the books I read was called Rational Fasting by Arnold Errett. And he said that you're on uh, Mother Nature's uh, doctor's table mm. when you're fasting. Yeah. But you need to get over really 48 hours for it to be effective if you're drinking water. Very interesting. Who would you recommend listening to if people want to know more about that? Um, Jack talks about it, actually, doesn't he? Paul Jack. He does, yeah. But it, to be fair to Paul Jack, he doesn't recommend it to people. But that's mm. because the only reason he doesn't recommend it is because he knows that most people haven't got the mental capacity to deal with what comes up. Mm. So that's why he doesn't recommend it to people. There's a book called, uh, as I said, Rational Fasting. That's by uh, Professor Arnold Errett. Uh, he wrote another one called The Mucusless Diet Healing System, which is to purify the body of mucus by predominantly eating fruit. Um, I'm sure there's a few. There's a guy on, on YouTube who recommends eating meat, purely meat, predominantly two or three days a week, and then fasting for the rest. So there's, there's various different ways. You've essentially got to look for yourself, the same as every individual sovereign being. You need to go within, find out what works, find out what doesn't, document it, put it in a diary or something, and and then and do it that way. Yeah, I like to do that personally. Like, for the last few years, I've been experimenting on myself physically, mentally, spiritually, everything. Um, yep. Especially at a younger age, you can afford to do that, can't you? And you, you learn a lot about yourself. Of course, mate. And... As you said at the very beginning, if you've got that foundation where you don't need to worry where your next paycheck's coming from, 
it frees you up to be expressive and create and do all these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is fundamental, isn't it? That's why I definitely recommend everyone checking out the uh, Escape Wage Slavery course. Yeah, man. Um, and going back to what you said about when you stop something, nature takes its course. So with fasting, you stop the body. Mm. Um, would you say it's the same with the mind, the kind of meditation? Yeah. Yeah, I do. There's, so meditation is, is sort of an Eastern an Eastern philosophy, isn't it? Well, as, as far as we're aware, it's Eastern. It possibly come from the West to East, back to the West. I don't know, possibly. But there's two realms of thought, really. And one's more passive and feminine and one's more active and masculine. Yeah. You've got the East, which is the more passive, which is the meditation, the no-mindedness. If emotions and everything of thoughts rise up, you just let them pass and you just become aware of them. You shine the light of awareness onto them. You've got the other side of the coin, which is more the Western philosophy, which is more masculine. Mm. So Carl Jung is a good example of that, the, the psychoanalyst of the 20th century. And he was more integrate these thoughts in your unconscious mind as they come up, communicate with them, integrate them into your own being to become whole. So you've got the more Eastern philosophy, which is allow it to arise and let it pass and, and, and float around, you know. And you've got the, the, the Western one, which is, right, let's integrate all this darkness into our, into our being and shine a light on it so then we become an, a whole individual. So I think they work both. I prefer, well, I prefer, I prefer both. It's difficult, but the Western one is more my personality. Yeah. So that's, that's what I tend to move to. Do you think that's because you've been brought up in a Western world? It certainly helps. Yeah. It certainly helps. But I, I love, I meditate every morning. I just sit over there on the, on the other side of the, the the little wooden thing. I mean, I just sit there for half an hour and then start writing or reading or something. It is the best way to start the day, isn't it, I think? Just set you up for the day. Check in yeah. with yourself. And yeah, good to go. Definitely. Um... But yeah, obviously, in our kind of Western society, it's a very, um, it's a very doing culture. We're always doing something, aren't we? So do you think that people do need to slow down or at least take some time out to slow down and process things? Because otherwise, I think we're just kind of like zombies, aren't we? In a way. Yeah, we are. Well, I think robots, so living yeah, in consciousness. Just, just doing, they're on autopilot. You know, when you drive yeah. to work and you just drive there without even knowing where you are yeah you can't remember any of the journey can you you just no you just got there. and that that's the same with like slowing down and everything that's just a that's just a version of it it's like can you hear that mosque prayer by the yeah, way yeah yeah that's uh have you been down about, check it out i haven't been down yet it's a better mile away yeah, he's, he comes on five, six, seven, I think, they've prayed at another Muslims. He comes on seven times a day. Yeah, when I, uh, when I went to Gilly Team, Bali, they had one right by where I was staying. But they mm. come on at, like, in the middle of the night. Yeah, stupid. So they wake you up at, like, three, four in the morning. They do, man, they do. Um, yeah, where was we? So, yeah. Uh, um, slowing down. Yeah, slowing down. down. Uh, that's, what, that's what they do when they're praying. That, that makes them slow down, doesn't it? Yeah. So they're at work, they have to get the mats out and they start praying. Uh, it's not necessarily for that reason, but it certainly helps. Uh, what, I, what I tend to 
once again, when I'm working with coaching clients or just in conversations and people are like, you know, I really love what I do. I love what I do. I love my job and this, that, the other. But I'm working too, much, too hard. I'm working too hard. So just work even harder. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Work as hard as you possibly can. Because then they'll have no choice. If you give them the choice of slowing down, they probably won't. If you get them to the point of exhaustion or nervous breakdown, they've got no choice. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, that is what it takes for us to change, unfortunately, isn't it? A lot of the time, you need that kind of breaking point or huge low point in your life to kind of yeah. want to move and force you to move in another direction. Pain is the biggest, biggest, biggest teacher in the world. Mm. Suffering is, is what you've signed up for, so get on with it. Enjoy <laughs> it. Embrace it. Enjoy everything about it. It's like, you know, but my husband left me or my wife left me or something. So, cool, cool story. Now what are you going to do? Sounds yeah, we're, brutal, Sounds we're, brutal but, but God doesn't care. Yeah. We're very, like, emotional, emotionally attached to our own story, aren't we? And our, what that story should look like. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't look like anything. Mm. It should be as it is. Whatever you're putting onto it, good, bad. I don't want that to happen. I don't want this to happen. Whatever you're putting onto that situation is your doing. So, if once you see suffering as as whether you like to call it karma or um, a tuning with your soul path or something like that, that nothing that can ever happen in your life can affect you long term of course if something's running after you a snake's about to bite you you run off that's not what i'm saying yeah but once you have that understanding that the universe is a friendly place it's got your back yeah everything is working for you even this crazy election and all this mess and the, the stuff that's going on with covid that's us this is us that's yeah. doing this this ain't them and then you can own it. So it's a reflection of where we're at. How can it be any other way? It's true. How can it be any other way than the average consciousness of people playing out? Yeah. So that's what that's what I think's happening. We need to take responsibility for it. If if people are moaning about slavery in, in other countries in Africa, but the boy now he found you a hypocrite. I don't know, Evie. It's true. It's like, there's oh, a lot, there's a lot of that. Well, yeah, this is happening, this is happening, that is happening. But the man about Amazon, not paying tax, but then they've got an Amazon Prime account. Well, yeah, most people do half the Christmas shopping in there. That's in what I'm saying. It's a couple it's, of months. Yeah, man, that's just like, don't waste your time. What, what, what are you even moaning for? And this is where people have got to grasp that they're participating in this. It's not, you can't moan if you're participating. Yeah, and there's very, very, very few people that aren't participating. Exactly. Unless you're in the woods, it's impossible. Yeah. I'm sitting here with an Apple Mac and a, a camera that, that's video recording, probably made in China. You've got, probably had people kill themselves in order to make it, but I'm okay with that. I can sit here and go, that's happening, and I still will pay the £1,000 for the camera or whatever. But, I, but if you're going to go, oh, people are dying in China because of the work, but don't buy it then. If you're buying it, waste of time because you vote with what your energy, what, what your life force, don't you? That's how you vote. You don't vote with a ballot. 
That's essentially what money is, isn't it? The force, yeah, it's life force. Life force, yeah. Mm. I'm going a bit dark here, aren't I? Yeah, I was just about to say, you're going a bit dark. Should we start to wrap it up? Down, I think we've, yeah. done about, we've done about an hour, just over an hour, I think. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, um, just to close, is there anything that you've got to sell or want to promote? No, man, I don't sell. I don't sell anything. Um, I do I do the coaching. If you want to message me about coaching services, that's good. But I do... I'm more expensive than most people because my time is very valuable to me. So uh, if you if you want to go have a, an official coaching program, um, it won't be cheap. But I've got a lot of free stuff on my website. I've got. Uh, I'll leave a link down below. Yeah, please do. I've I've got uh, free stuff like a, an ancient history webinar on there. I've got um, binaural beats, solfeggio frequencies, which help for healing work. Uh, what else have I got on there? Uh, a free course how to how to escape wage slavery which i'd uh, you know it's free completely free get on there and, and try it out you might not like it okay fine that's no problem great um i've got loads of stuff coming up i've, I've released uh, my book notes the other day about how to how to write non-fiction uh the book was called writing well and that's one of the the bible of non-fiction writing and i put all my book notes on there which is something new everything i ever read now i'm going to put all my book notes on the website so people could don't have to read the book they can just read the notes uh i've got loads of stuff on there man projectsovereign.org please follow me on all the stuff uh, all the social media i'm not very good on social media youtube instagram and all that i have to rely on uh, my lovely lady and, and and partner in crime to do all that for me uh, good stuff. And uh, thanks for coming on. Couldn't have... Couldn't Pleasure, man. Better. I hope you do really well with it. Cheers, mate. Nice one. No, thanks for today. Thanks for offering your wisdom. And, yeah, follow Al. Honestly, I first knew about Al just by being friends with him on Facebook. And uh, the content, I was like, wow, this guy is on, a, on another level to anyone else. So if you do want to jump up in consciousness, in knowledge, he's a fantastic person to follow. You read a book like every week, don't you? Oh yeah, one a week probably, including audio, probably two now. Yeah. So if you want that wisdom, um, downloaded into yourself, give me a follow. Um, cheers, mate. Checks in the post. Yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> My rate's gone up, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, mate. And uh, yeah, or you can come home because me and Cass are missing you. Need some food. Uh. It'd be better off you coming out here, mate, to be honest. Get away from the lockdown. Well, I wish I had it in there a few weeks ago. Flight's open there if you can get out. I think I'm stuck now. When are you back? Just before Christmas? Uh, 8th, 9th, 10th of December, we're looking. Nice, nice. We're going to fly to Istanbul for a week and then we're going to head back out to England. But if they're going to lock us down, uh uh-uh. We'll just be back out. We're going to stay there. We're going to come back out. There's no point. I might as well be in the sun. Yeah, we're looking to get away. Um, over January, February, because it's just, mm. it's dire in England that time of year anyway, isn't it? Never mind about this. Yeah, it's so awful. So hopefully we, me and Cass want to get away from them. Get it, get out, man. I, I think if you can get some winter sun somewhere, I think it's so good for you. For yeah. You, physically. I think that's a massive part of all the suicides and depression in January, isn't it? Because people aren't getting the vitamin, vitamin D. Yeah. There is seasonal, what do they call it? Seasonal depression or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a cool label, but I do think that that is merely because they're not getting enough sunlight. I see a lot of people going to work before the sun comes up 
and they're missing mm. it coming home so they don't, they don't see any sunlight or nature which is obviously essential yeah. for us isn't it yeah yeah cool man well, nice one mate well thank you very much and uh yeah i'll see you soon all the best